This is a weird pre-show. It really is. <laughs> maybe we should just get into the main show. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> All right, screw it. Yeah. Are you ready for some uh, talking juices? Sure. What do you got today? <laughs> the most horrible whiskey you could possibly find? No, it's actually, you'll actually, <clears throat> this is uh, an experiment. You might actually like this one. I might actually even like this one. I'm not sure. Well, I would be surprised. Go ahead we'll and see. grab yourself one. They're already, they're pre-filled. Oh, them? Don't worry, I got the the big shot glass here for you. What is it? It's uh, that honey, that Jack Daniels honey that you gave me. Yeah. And then I had some apple juice in my fridge, so I put some in there, that in there too. So apple juice and honey. Is this something you just like made up? Yeah, I saw I was going to bring the Jack Daniels honey with me, and then I saw I had apple juice, and I was like, I'll do that. All right, whatever. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Can't really taste the apple juice. A little bit. Oh, maybe on the tail. You end. get a hint of it on the tail. Not bad. So how? Mm. What ratio? Like half and half? Uh, probably like two thirds Jack. A well, pretty easy shot. Speaking of speaking of drinking, when was the last time you did a, a shotgun to beer? Other than obviously this past weekend. <laughs> Fuck! I probably uh, the Quimby tournament last year. Oh, you did or that, the year before? I don't know. I don't remember. I know I did it one once. I don't know if it was last year or the year before. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we did three of them this weekend. It'd been, it'd been a long time since I did the Quimby tournament was the last time I did, I believe, but, uh, it was a groper golf tournament this, this past weekend. So we, it's a four person best ball tournament. And it's also this, this time he had eight inch cups in every single freaking hole. So, you know, you're thinking four person best ball. Okay, eighteen or eight inch cups. You know, you should do pretty well. We always go in way too confident. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, this is gonna be a cinch. Yeah. So we ended up shoot what, like maybe four or five under total. Yeah. I think four yeah, about five under, I think. And the winning team finished eighteen under. So they birdied every single hole. F those guys. <laughs> but we started off not so hot. Actually we were above par for a while, which is freaking horrible. Um, but the, so like, what did, didn't we bogey one? And I was like, all right, if we bogey it again, we got a, we got a shotgun of beer. I think we bogeyed one. I think so. I, I think we, bo it was on nine where we bogeyed or, or no, we were, it was eight, I think. Okay. Yeah. We started on four. So anyways, I was like, I was pissed cause we were playing like shit. I said, all right, this what's up. Like if we bogey again, the whole team has got a shotgun of beer. Each, you know, had to shotgun their own beer, of course. <laughs> We're going <laughs> to tag team shotgunning a beer. All right, I finished a quarter of it. It's your turn. <laughs> We're hardcore. So we ended up that we were only what, like four holes in when, he instigated, when we put that rule in. And I think we only ended up doing it twice. The mm -hmm. rest of the the rest of the tournament. And then obviously at the very end of the tournament, we did one more just because we're idiots. I don't think I was in on that one. You didn't do the last one? I don't think so. By the Dooskies, the clubhouse there? I don't remember, to be honest. I remember that happening, but I don't remember if I did it. I'm pretty I was positive. I was at least standing there watching it happen. I don't know if I did one. I'm pretty positive you did. I'm pretty hmm. sure. I wasn't that. Like, I kind of maintained throughout the no. day. I didn't get, like, I didn't get, like, hammered. Did, were you smoked after that day? No. I was, yeah, I was kind of like you. I just maintained. Like, I went home and went to bed. I was in bed by 10 o'clock. I felt totally fine the next day which i was kind of confused by because so, we drank for at least 12 hours yeah toad said he felt like shit shocking shocker <laughs> i did forget my golf clubs down there though i didn't even take them off the cart uh i had to go down there and get them oh so day. you have them now yeah okay yeah, yeah actually i was gonna text you when i drove off and i was like nah he'll remember he's not <laughs> that drunk turns out i should have i wasn't that drunk but i did not even think about it mm. That's because I usually take the damn things home and store them in my room, my yeah. garage. Yeah. Well, now they're in my trunk. <sighs> so yeah, that was uh, that was interesting. Ain't done shot beer shotguns in a in a long while. 
Um, the first one was the worst, to be honest. Because that was right after we ate. No, that was the second one. Or was it the first one? I think it was the first one. I yeah. think it was the first one was right after we ate because I was so full <laughs> and I was just so miserable. I didn't. It, it got easier after that. None of them were really that bad for me. I mean, like, you know, that was a little bit full after that one. But uh, they weren't. They, they weren't. They weren't horrible. I didn't think. I don't know. It was. It was fun. We had a good time, and uh, a lot of a lot of funds were raised. Um, so this is a benefit every year they do. Um, there's an auction after it and everything, and I'm. They did very, 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 very well on that auction. I know they they made a, a stupid amount of money that goes back. It's a nonprofit, so that goes back just into stuff for the community. So. Well, they got at least seven thousand just from your two guns, didn't they? Seventy, something like that. Yeah, seventy-three, and then plus that drawing Trinity Clemens did. Mm. That was three. So between my two guns and that drawing is ten grand right there. Wow. So I bet they cleared twenty. So pretty good, pretty good for small town Iowa. I was, uh, I think everybody was pretty pleased with it. So. Uh, yeah. So, uh, we got invited to this, to, um, the black and back, it's called back the blue ball. It's a, we, myself and my girlfriend. Oh, so it's like a, it's like an actual ball. I'm talking like tuxedos and gowns and all this stuff. Like you got it's everybody's dressed to the nine. It's it's a it's a ball for the Iowa's law enforcement, I guess, and um, it's in October. I think we'll probably end up going, but I honestly don't remember the last time I wore a tux. Probably maybe like Rankings Wedding or something like that. Um, Is that even a tux? I don't th- I don't think mine was. I think I don't recall. I don't recall. It doesn't matter. But no. um, yeah, so. But but I was thinking, you know, we we the reason I was invited is because I'm donating my I'm putting Cerakote on a gun for them. And you were gonna say myself? <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I'm not donating. They're not getting very many I'm funds not, from that one. Not donating myself. Uh, God. But I'm donating. I'm donating the Cerakote on a gun and um, Crossroads in uh, Des Moines is handling it. They invited me to it. But, like, I'm thinking here, like, how much time we spend bitching about law enforcement on this episode, on, on this particular podcast, right? I mean, that's that's a pretty big portion of the show. So, like, and maybe we've talked a little bit about this in the past, but doesn't it seem like, like um, a little bit of hypocrisy as far as both the left and the right stance like conservatives are all uh, like big they want small government you know small government but then they like have super a ton of support for law enforcement which 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 it would mean to me like it would make more sense if conservatives were um for small government and less law enforcement less everything but then it's actually the liberals that are that way. The liberals are for big government and, you know, more controlling of your life, but less law enforcement. Like those two things don't, they, they seem backwards and just like straight up ass backwards, doesn't it? Like when you stop and like remove yourself from it a little bit and just think about it, doesn't that seem wrong? Like stupid? Sort of. Um... I don't know. I think it's more people um, supporting an in particular branch or whatever, a cause or group that happens to agree with them on a certain subject at that particular time. Like the left, whenever something bad happens, a police shooting or something like that, and they're like George Floyd, they're... No, burn those motherfuckers down. But if they're, but they also want the police to come after all of us, all us crazy ass gun owners, right? So I don't know. It's 
I think people are just confused. <laughs> I think <laughs> to... very much. Because like their ideology, and, and, and I'm not saying that, actually I'm calling out everybody. I'm calling out our side, I'm calling out their side. The whole fucking thing just reeks. It's weird. Because as you were saying, like they, you know, in the George Floyd situation, well, we want less less police presence and everything. But then at the same time, they're saying more government. Well, that's, you can't have more government without, you. if you have huge government, you have to have big police presence. That's just kind of how it works. They go hand in hand together, generally. And then our side is like, well, smaller government, but yeah, hell yeah, police. You know, it just doesn't, doesn't jive. Well, it's also like the left doesn't view the police as part of the government. They're like a whole separate entity to them for some reason, but that's what they're doing is they're enforcing what the government wants them to do, but for some reason they don't seem, at least it doesn't seem like it to me, that they realize that. Like they're, they have their own agenda and doing completely separate right. than the government. But if the police didn't exist, then the government would have other police to, to do the same fucking shit. Like they would have federal police. Yeah, yeah. Probably more militarized as well. But uh, yeah, but aren't we the same? Aren't like aren't we um, hypocrites the same exact way? Because we say we support law enforcement, but at the same time we, we scream to fund the ATF. The ATF. <laughs> and the ATF is explicitly that they are enforcing well yeah. enforcing the law. That's that's technically what they should be doing. Um, but as we'll talk about a little bit later, they're taking the matters into their own hand it seems like so like we, I, I think my whole take on the situation is like i support law enforcement because i support what i support the good ones what they're trying to do um i support them you know putting their life on the line for you know um uh, violent taking violent criminals off the streets and and for what they do like there's a, there's a lot of times when hell there's a there's a fire situation and law enforcement get, is a lot of times there before us because um you know the call goes out and they're already in their car and they get there and they they put their lives online they they lock, they run into a burning building and you know they do all of those things and you know they're they so that's why I support them. I support the good ones and the ones that are that are, that uphold the Constitution. And actually, I know several police officers. I'm very good friends with several of them. And I know they are probably, I would say, I, the two that, that I'm very close with, I would say that they support the Constitution just as much or more than I do. So that's, uh, you know... The ones, the ones that I know, the, the, and I know that there's, there are a lot like that and that's who I support. You know, that's why I support law enforcement. Um, but then again, I mean, we all know that there's a large, large swath of them that, that are the opposite, that are just doing the, the wrong things. I don't know. How many police officers are there in this nation? Do you think? I think it would probably shock you. Like, find out and or first Google New York's because they have literally tens of thousands. It is freaking insane how how massive the NYPD is. It's freaking crazy. Um, I would say in the hundreds of thousands, if I had to guess. In the. In New York or in the country? I'm saying in the country because I know NYPD is, is is thousands, probably tens of thousands. So I think countrywide is is well in the hundreds of thousands, if I had to guess. I don't know if I'm going to be able to find a good number on this. This last one is from like, ooh, no. Okay, there's, here's something. Shitty service up here, so it takes a little bit. Yeah. Um. The NYPD is the largest and one of the oldest municipal police departments in the U.S. with approximately 36,000 officers and 19,000 civilian employees. That's even larger than I thought it was. 36,000 officers? Yeah. So knowing that, they're the largest in the world. How big do you think? I would say, 
around 500,000 probably for nationwide, if I had to guess. 500,000? Maybe. I don't know. Not. That's just a rough guess. It says in 2020, there were 696,644 full-time law enforcement officers employed in the U.S. in 2020. Okay. So we're at 300 million civilians, half a million, well, just for easy easy math, half a million. This is a pretty good percentage of America is just straight law enforcement then. Yeah. Wow. That's more than I, than, than I would have thought. And I would guess, what percentage of those law enforcement officers do you think would uh, follow unconstitutional orders just for their paycheck? I would say 40-50%. Maybe even more. At least. At least 50%. I thought I saw a study somewhere, from like an old-time study, that said it was somewhere around like 80%. Well, how many times at your, like, let's just say like at your job. You did, your boss told you, well, in your previous job, your boss told you something to do, to do something and you didn't agree with it, but you just did it anyway. Oh, I mean, not often. I was not a good employee. Yeah. You're probably, you're, you're right. That's a horrible example. You're, you would be a terrible There's employee. a reason I'm not there anymore. But I would, I mean, when you stop and think about it, like that's like a nim, a typical employee of like, say, McDonald's or something like that you know hey this is the way you should do it well that's dumb like why would you want to do it that way Mm -hmm. but in the end they're going to do it anyways just to keep their job and I think we like rag on police officers so much for that exact same thing but at the end of the day you know they have a life and a wife and kids and everything to worry about and that's kind of what they're thinking of more so I think probably the majority of them are thinking that more so than well, about the Constitution and the oath that they took. I would say it's pro- it's at least half. I would yeah. say it's a pretty solid estimate. Yeah, um, you were... I forgot what you were just saying. About ha- people putting their job and their, yeah. their kids. Yeah, their- like, I think for them, it's they're only dealing with that one particular order at that time, so they don't see it as... A, a larger problem like the the rest of the police officers in the country do it and it's right pretty fucking gnarly and things are going downhill fast but they're seeing it as well i just got to do this one thing right here night right now and then it'll be over with and yeah i and, don't see it's that bad they can probably justify it to themselves somehow and two i wonder like i, I that's a that's a very good point i think like so many of them show up on on monday morning and they're like, all right, we're putting in, we're doing this red flag uh, order on this particular person, which, uh, if speaking of which, I was watching this thing on Illinois the other day, and they went freaking, like, holy shit, like, hardcore into the red flag laws. In 2020, they confiscated, it was like 20,000 guns from Illinois people. Wow. Like, yeah. fucking crazy. Yeah, I saw when I was looking up, reading on some of our other topics, I saw someone mention in the comments on some other post about Firearms Policy Coalition or something like that, that they have been, in Illinois, they've been um, taking back their FOIDs. Right. Like crazy, and just for like no reason, they don't give them a reason or anything. They're just like, nope, you can't have that anymore. Right, and and that was the same video I was watching. I think it was either uh, Gears and Guns and Gear or uh, Legally Armed America. Mm-hmm. Just did a video on that, and that was why I was just referencing that. Um, but they were saying the state of Illinois they changed it up. They said what entails a, an emergency event, so they broadened it much more shocker and then they're like oh well yeah now this person fits it and it's like what even though they didn't commit a crime they made they committed no crime they were not tried and convicted of it but they were just like well well screw you we're taking your guns now like there's no there's no uh justifiable there's no um what's what's the word i'm looking for um they they didn't go to a trial and were convicted and all that stuff. They, they they it was just the government says okay you're screwed. But anyways, I I digress. The reason I brought that up was 
I think so many of these law enforcement, they just come in on Monday morning and they say, okay, this is what we're doing now. That's not their regular job. That's not their typical, what they usually do. They're just told that this person is a bad person Mm -hmm. and they're just, and they can justify it because this person, this person is a danger to danger to Americans. Oh, okay. Well then we better go and do our job. Yeah. Even though that's a fucking straight lie, and that this just this just leads into our our. Do you got anything else on that subject before I kind of switch gears a little bit? Not really. I've been kind of waiting to go to the <clears throat> ATF because that's where everything goes when we start <laughs> yeah, bitching about law enforcement. Pretty much, pretty much. This just kind of goes into the 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 next topic of um, ATF is just decided they're going to start confiscating. There has been some solvent traps confiscating, mostly from Diversified Machine, to my understanding, customers of Diversified Machine, because they raided them last year, got all their whole their contact list or their customer list and doing some of that. But that's not near as big as the the, the raiding FRT15 owners, uh, the triggers from Rare Breed, the... Like going to not, I I shouldn't say raiding. They're visiting them, and uh, yeah. basically trying to bully them into giving up their legally purchased goods. Yeah, they are. They've been recorded actually threatening them, not like oh we're gonna kill you, but they threaten them with legal force. They're gonna we're gonna go get a warrant, and you're gonna go away for this, even though they can't. I mean, they, there's no way that they can do that, and they won't do that, and they make it seem like there's a whole lot. It's a whole lot more imminent than it really is. Where in reality, they're just going to go back to the office and be like, "Well, this guy didn't give it up." You think? I mean, because I could understand why these people they say, "Hey, go get a fucking warrant." Okay, we're going to come back with one. Well, shit, you know that threat right there. That threat of ten years in prison. That's a freaking dandy of a threat, man. That's I and I can understand these people shitting themselves and, and giving them up. Oh, absolutely. But there, as to this, at this point, there has been no um, actual instances of them getting warrants, other than that one that he was arrested with a bunch of them. But he also had a bunch of other shit, like suppressors and you know illegal machine guns and all sorts of stuff. They just kind of was that. They just kind of uh, dumped put in the charges with the FRTs as machine guns in there. So someone has been charged with uh, machine guns for owning FRTs, but it was kind of like, kind of like the short barrel rifle thing. They're only throwing that on top. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And, And what's super frustrating about this is there is still a lawsuit going on with the ATF and rare breed triggers about whether these triggers are actually machine guns or not. Because according to the letter of the law, there is no person in their right mind who can actually read the law passed by Congress, truly understand what a FRT-15 is, and still say it's a machine gun. No. You just can't. What got me, um, I have a letter from the ATF is a warning notice that they're given to these people. And this one was for, I believe this one was for solvent traps at the top. It says warning notice. You may be in violation of the federal law. And this is what really gets me. The very first sentence of this thing, the Bureau of alcohol, tobacco, firearms, and explosives is responsible for enforcing federal firearms laws. That's all they're fucking They're, they're responsible for enforcing them, but then they're also just making these fucking laws themselves. Mm-hmm. So we're like, well, we don't want to enforce those laws anymore. Let's make another one and enforce that. Right. It doesn't need to pass Congress or anything. Because a solvent trap, if you don't know what a solvent trap is, it's a stupid device, but it's legitimate. Like you you, you screw it onto the end of your gun. You When you clean your gun, you pour all this solvent down there and everything. And it's caught in that solvent trap. You know, it's a legitimate device. But how useful uh, it is, it's, it's debatable. <laughs> it is debatable. Like, I don't know anyone that actually uses one. But the fact remains, it's a legitimate device. Um, but there are there were a lot of people that were drilling them out, actually making them suppressors. There were a lot of people that were doing it legally, 
but now the ATF has just decided, well, no, there's, we don't like that at all. So even though they allowed it for 15 years, however many years it was now, Oh, we changed our mind. Sorry. So that's the, and that's the thing that pisses me off the worst. Like they, these were totally okay. These were cool for years and years and years. And now they're just like, ah, no, you can't have these anymore. And it's the same with these fucking, these triggers. What gets me is how they're getting this information. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't have this information. Did you see um, what was going on? Did you read the Amoland article about this? Not Yes, John Crump. Yeah, the about the gun broker seller. Yeah. Uh, Rifle Remedy 2000. Mm-hmm. He's just a, apparently a tw- some 21-year-old in Texas. Mm-hmm. But he was the one... There was been, I think there was three or four in this article listed that the ATF visited and he was the one that sold all these solvent traps to these four or three or four people. Then he came out and said, yeah, the ATF here brought 20 officers. They were here for 20 minutes. They took everything I had. But he's still selling on GunBroker. His account is still active and he is still selling. So I'm pretty sure that's that's the ATF selling solvent traps to these people and then fucking it's a sting operation essentially. An online sting operation is what it sounds like to me. Well, it's interesting that you bring that up because I just watched a video this afternoon about that specific guy and there's a there's a YouTube channel it's called like Washington Gun Law or something and it's some uh, lawyer from Washington. And he made a he made a video a couple days ago about that specific guy because that's everybody thought that was the ATF, mm-hmm. um, and he, that person ended up contacting him and saying, "Hey, I'm not the ATF. I'm just a Joe Schmo that's trying to you know get tuition." So that now this guy, this lawyer is convinced that this guy is just perfectly you know he's he's fine, but he gave up his. I think he obviously gave up his customer list but how the hell could he still be selling exactly if if he's what they're selling is what's he selling though is the question is he selling suppressors and frt or excuse me solvent traps and frt 15 still or is it all just um non-controversial stuff this article says the agents took computers phones and anything written down so I don't know. He must be like a drop shipper or something. That could be. So he doesn't actually have any stock himself. Any product, yeah. But that's how they did this. Like they, that's how they're getting. Pretty much everybody that's been visited to this point has been people that have bought off Gunbroker. There are some reports of people that actually bought from Rarebreed, but those, to my knowledge, have not been verified at this point. What I've seen, those people that have been visited from from Rarebreed. Or the difference between the buyers from Rare Breed and the buyers from Gunbroker, the agents claim to have far more information on the Gunbroker buyers than they did from the Rare Breed site. Right. Like they had the items, the serial numbers, their address, and obviously, obviously their fucking address, and they're just all sorts of information. Whereas Rare Breed, all they knew was what they they bought something from Rare Breed. I think. Mm-hmm. So they were just like, we think you have one of these. A shot in the dark. Yeah. But uh, this article here says that the gun broker buyer claims uh, they left without requesting any customer information, which he claims wasn't stored on any of the devices that the ATF took and that it's all held on the cloud. I have I find that very hard to believe that they showed up and didn't even ask for any customer information from the shit that's come out where that video a couple weeks ago that one bitch taken literally on her personal cell phone taking pictures of their entire the that store's entire logbook right just flipping through hundreds and hundreds of pages to take it back and log it so I find that very hard to believe that they didn't even ask him yeah, and how would they have got all that information? Because 
they had to get it from somewhere. And how they, how they, what they ended up doing was they went on GunBroker, they bought these these items. Once they received them, then they they went to the seller and said, "Hey, we just got this from you." It was basically a sting operation. You know, they bought from them and then went and, and, and leaned on them. Hey, give us your shit or we're going to charge you with a bunch of felonies or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they threatened to charge them with selling. I'd be interested to see what that dude is actually selling, though. If he's still selling FRTs and and uh, solvent traps or just l- normal legal shit now. Um, yeah, as of that, according to that article, he's still selling uh, solvent traps. Hmm. So, <laughs> very weird. I haven't verified that myself. So, very weird. Um, so I've I've watched several lawyers. Um, there's the armed attorneys on YouTube, as well as that Washington gun law um, fella. There, he's an attorney as well, and their advice um, for what to do. And, and keep in mind, we are not do not take this as legal advice. This is just 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 said in passing as conversation. So if if you have one of these, please seek a lawyer and find out what the best thing to do in your circumstance is. But their their advice at this point is if you have one, get rid of it. Um, destroy it was their was their advice and take pictures of it and do not give that to anybody. Keep that for future reference. Um, there also their advice was do not talk to the ATF. If they, and if they show up and they don't have a warrant, do not speak to them. Do not let them in your house. Do not do anything. Also, I found interesting was, um, the armed attorney's advice on this was even if they do have a warrant and they come into your house, because if they have a warrant, you can't stop them. I mean, they're basically going to come into your house no matter what the f*** you do mm-hmm. unless you start an armed standoff. But if they ask to see your gun safe, ask to look at that at that specific warrant. And it, if it does not include the gun safe, yeah. do not open it. Do not. Because then they consider that consent. So even if this whole thing, the whole thing was, was labeled, you know, down the road is labeled not you know, not kosher. Well, they're going to say, well, he, he consented to open the gun safe. So anything in there is fair game. So do not do that. Um, but, but first of all, most importantly, consult a friggin' lawyer. Cause we are not like, we're just random Joe Smoe. So don't take your legal advice from us, but yeah, we don't know shit. No. Um, <laughs> but that's, did you see that one video? Um, the John Crump played it. Uh, he put it, he had it on his channel. They came to his house and the one that was all blurred out. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I want. I don't know why it was blurred out. Yeah, but I don't know. There was that. audio. Um, but these ATF agents were fucking dicks, and the guy was not like being super nice. You know, he's like basically told them to go fuck themselves. Which I was, the balls on that dude? Like, like hell yeah, dude. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you you know what's going on, man. Uh, that was, that was pretty good. He's like, uh, he said, so, he even, he even brought up Ruby Ridge and, uh, and, uh, Waco. Yeah. And the guys are like, you watch too many movies and read yeah. too many books. It's like, bitch, do you read history? This you know, is not that was a real thing. That right? was not a, this is a legitimate thing, man. That's just not, not just a show on, on Netflix. That was, that was real. That actually freaking happened. Not that long ago. It was in the freaking nineties, dude. Like, By you guys. Not that long ago. Um, remember just a few episodes ago, we were talking about the new Dettel, Dettelbach, Dettel bitch, his confirmation. Yeah, Dettel bitch. Uh, you know, he doesn't seem so bad. Well, now that he's at the range, they're doing all this, sh- or at the reins, they're doing all this shit. What do you make all that? You think he's in control of any of this? Yeah. I I didn't. Uh, I saw some headlines. That's convenient. Someone's playing music right outside the window there. Anyways, yeah, I saw something where he had, like we saw that interview he did on CNN or whatever a few weeks ago where he right. was like, the Constitution is the law and that's that's just how we got to do things. Right. I saw a headline where he just totally fucking flipped scripts now. So he's 
just doing normal ATF director bullshit. I'm sure. I was not convinced by that whole thing anyways. I no. Mean, I don't know. He's just, he's just playing. He's telling people what they want to hear. Just playing politics. There's no way Joe would have put him in there or whoever is running Joe would have put him in there if he wasn't going to do what they wanted. Yeah, I would I would tend to agree. I don't know. So this whole, it's... And, there, I mean, it's just, like, we we talk about them wanting to take our guns, and this is just, this is just proof. There, one thing in that blurred out video that we were just talking about, um, he says, I know what the ATF does. I know what your job is. Oh, do you? You know, taking taking guns from, from criminals. Like if I was that guy there, I would have been like, do I look like a criminal to you? You're no coming shit. to my door, to my door on my property and just randomly visit me. I have not committed any, any, there's literally nothing that I've done. And you're calling me a criminal now. That's how they view people. And it's just because they were like, well, we decided you're a criminal. That's right. literally all it is. We yeah. decided that you're a criminal now. Because there's no proof that they converted any of those things to to a an actual suppressor. Um, they, they have absolutely no proof of that. So I don't know. I was thinking another thought I had earlier when we were talking about how they how are they were getting all these uh, records. Do you think they're working with the IRS? Do you think any that has anything to do with the eighty seven thousand new uh, accountants or whatever the fuck that? IRS agents, I guess, if you call them that, have anything to do with it? That the IRS could get a hold of these these records more easily than the ATF? Get a hold of these sales records? Why? By go- how? By going through their people's bank accounts? Or, or businesses or whatever. Mm. Just an easier time tracking the sales records. I guess I don't know how easily it is for either agency to do it, but I that's just, that was just a random f***ing thought I had. Maybe it's not even plausible. I don't know. I feel like in order for the ATF to look at your pers- at your personal finances, they would have to have warrants, but that that that's never stopped them from doing anything. So Oh no, not that's that's my that's my thinking. I mean, there's the ATF, a rogue a- agency at this point. There's the NSA who we know is f-ing spying on absolutely everyone everywhere all the time for many, many years now, right? And then there's the IRS just blowing up with agents and they're probably going to be a rogue agency if they're not already i guess i don't know it classifies as a (laughs) rogue agency (laughs) with the irs but i just feel like they're all working together for one uh one purpose here it's a possibility one agency handles another one thing that they others can't nsa is spying on people irs is handling the the fucking Sales records, ATF is doing ATF bullshit. Well, I mean, it, it would make sense because, I mean, we've pretty much established at this point that the ATF or the government in itself is more interested in the government's interest than the people's interest. It's not we the people anymore. I mean, Joe Biden even said it himself. We the people are is, is the it's government. It's the government. Yeah, I forgot about and, that. And technically, that's the way that it should be. Yeah, we the people... We should be we should be running the government, but that's not the way it is anymore. We the people are viewed as they they think that the government knows better than anyone else, and that's that's how they view things anymore. So, I mean, it, it wouldn't surprise me. All you'd be shocked at the illegal shit that they're pulling. It wouldn't wouldn't surprise me. I, I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, it would. Yeah, maybe shocked is the right word. Yeah. <laughs> Blow my mind that they think they can do that shit and they're in the right. Well, it's just a matter of time. I mean, these their time will come. I don't know if it'll be in our lifetime or the next. I don't know. The way the ATF has been, they're getting braver over the last couple of months with all these door-to-door shit. Do you think it's like only it's getting closer? Do you think it's only because though they're they know that November's coming and they're trying to get as much shit done as they can before the uh Republicans take over the house? I mean, what what can they really get done though? What good is going door to door going to do? They don't have enough agents to make a big enough dent in that in a couple of months. 
honestly, my whole my whole thought on the situation, you'll notice that that uh, that Big Daddy, there's been no raids on any of that shit. None. The only people they're raiding for these triggers is a rare breed. And why why are they why are they doing that? I think, and I've said this, I said this for a long time, for months. They're the only rating rare breed shit because the ongoing lawsuit with them and rare breed is still selling triggers to my knowledge. Their website is still up. Is it not? As far as I know, the only reason they're only rating rare breed is because there's an active investigation or an active lawsuit against the ATF by rare breed. They're trying to scare rare breed customers into not buying anymore, which will therefore deplete their, their war chest of money to go after the ATF. That's been my that's been my theory for the the entirety of this whole freaking thing. Yeah, Rare Breed has been pretty much the only company named in any of these things. Yeah, so they, they're very clearly the largest. And Big Daddy, I mean, I don't know the specifics of this, but essentially in their in their lawsuit against Rare Breed or Rare Breed's lawsuit against them, I think it is. Rare or Big Daddy is essentially sold out gun owners, and I, I'm not gonna comment too much more on that because I don't know. I haven't watched Ralphie or what's his name? Um, uh, Ralphie may <laughs> no <laughs> Reno, Reno may oh. Reno. That's who I was thinking. Ralphie may for a while go and check out uh, Reno may's uh, YouTube channel. And he'll tell you this, the specifics on um, big daddy unlimited, essentially selling out gun owners and to, inviting the ATF into their lawsuit against with rare breed triggers. But yeah, that's very suspicious that none of those have ever, none of those have been raided. It's only rare breed shit. So I think the whole situation is just a scare tactic trying to, trying to scare people out of buying any more rare breed shit. That's my personal opinion on it. I just, I just don't know how much longer this can go on. I mean, with the, with the Supreme recent Supreme court decisions, how much more can they fucking do? As much as they they can possibly get away with, they're going to push it as far. Like as who's them. who's who stops them? Is it is it the Department of Justice that's going to tell them that hey, you guys got to stop this now? The Supreme Court said so because they're they're the government too. No, the Supreme Court is or the DOJ is, and the, they're another side of the same coin. They're doing the same shit. Well, I thought the DOJ was. In charge of the ATF. Well, they are. They are, but they're still in Biden's and whoever's controlling him's yeah, so, back pocket. So that's what I'm wondering. Who's going to enforce this, this Supreme Court decision? I mean, the ATF already doesn't fucking listen to the Constitution. So mm-hmm. who's going to do it? Don't know. The police? No. Well, apparently it's a good idea to call the police if the uh, ATF is at your door, though. That was you see that very video? <laughs> satisfying video. I think that's how I'm going to play it. <laughs> I mean, that that might be one of the smarter moves. <laughs> could go very badly, but it also could be very humorous. Uh, well, I feel like uh, my situation, Fucking I'm fun. an FFL, so the ATF can pretty much come in whenever they want. So maybe that's not the best idea for me, but... Everybody else, yeah, if the ATF shows up at your door, just call the cops and be like, there's somebody trying to bust in. He's armed. I don't know what's going on. There's someone impersonating an, a federal officer <laughs> trying to take take my guns. Uh, that's just really going to piss him off, though. I wonder what happened to that guy. I don't know. <laughs> just the way he's, I have a medical condition. I have a medical condition right? on the ground. I can't breathe. I think he even pulled that one out, too. Yeah. After, like, after he was like, you're going to pay for this. I'm a federal agent, you fucking idiot. I don't care. Shut up. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, that was very satisfying to watch. So several people people sent me that just because they knew that I would, uh, that I would greatly enjoy it. That was good stuff. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. But as to your question, I don't know who's going to stop it. And, like, I, I, I feel like they're just ramping shit up before November just because... They feel like generally presidents, the president's party loses ground in Congress um, in the midterms. How could they not? Look at this country. God. I'd be shocked. 
I'd be shocked. But um, I saw today, um, and this happened a while ago, uh, Zuckerberg was on Rogan, apparently. I watched that episode, yeah. Or Did most you? in like three quarters of it. When anyways. was that? Was that recently? Just Yeah, it was like. Last week or something. How did that whole thing go? To, to I not like I thought it would. Rogan was Rogan pretty, yeah, pretty nice. I think yeah, like most of it they spent talking about new AI or new uh, virtual reality products that they're going to be coming out with. But I think uh, Joe was pretty smart about it. He didn't want to like push Mark and because I everybody I think everybody knows Joe's views on. Facebook and, and that shit. So I, I think he kind of played friendly with him to get him to say some things that maybe Mark shouldn't have said. Right. But yeah. One specifically was that uh, Facebook was told by the FBI to bury the Hunter Biden laptop story. Uh, not not the specifically. They, they came to him and said, there's, we feel like there's going to be a, a lot of Russian, fake Russian propaganda. So just be on high alert. And that's how they took it. And like days after that, that's when the Hunter Biden story dropped and they suppressed it. And he'd. So they fucking lied to him. Yeah. They lied to him to get him to do something. Pretty much. And how is that not. Like, well, maybe according, according to him. According to Zuckerberg. Yeah. They also could have been like, this is what's going on. He could have just been putting a friendly spin on it for yes, Facebook. Yes, yes. Right. But if you say, okay, so the 2016 election, basically the Russian interference boiled down to they ran ads. Russian people or Russian corporations were running ads, pro-Trump ads. That's the entirety of what they had on the 2016 election. So if you say that that is election interference, how can you claim that suppressing a massive story such as the Hunter Biden laptop story, which has all been proven to be 100% legit, everything on that that laptop is legit. That is no bullshit. Even the even the 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 Steele dossier that uh, that Hillary's campaign put together, that's all been proven false. How can you say that suppressing this story, such as such as a Hunter Biden story, is not election tampering? If you say that the Russians running ads is suppressing real stuff is not like it doesn't make any sense. Like everything that they accuse, though, they're everything that they accuse Trump of doing is something they fucking did. It's baffling. I don't I. I don't know if there's any other explanation than they were fully aware of what they were doing and willfully doing it. Saying this is going to influence the election. This is going to help our side out. This is what we're going to do. I don't I don't know if there's any there there can't be any other explanation. But think about think about how big I would agree. I would agree there's no other explanation. But think about how big um, back in 2016, um, the that Trump tape between him and Billy Bush, when he was talking in the locker room, the locker room talk. Yeah. Talking about- Grab her by the pussy. Grab her by the pussy, even though he was talking about a consenting woman. <sighs> Think about how big that story was. Like at, at that point in the election, I literally was like, well, Trump's done. It's over. Like that's how big, they, they blew that shit up. It was massive. And now you have the Hunter Biden story, like the president's son doing crack and all this other shit and and all sorts of records that prove that, that Joe Biden actually was in meetings with his son, even though he lied about being in meetings with his son. And all these, like all of this shit, that, that laptop is all legit, all that shit. Like think about how much bigger that is than just Trump saying, grab her by the pussy. Right. Not to mention the his daughter's diary. Then. I was also just going to mention that. This is the first I'd even heard of it. That's, and a, that's I, surprising and to me. And I'm a pretty connected fella, you know. I, I follow shit. Like, I didn't even know he had a daughter, Box. Yeah, well, he did. And apparently he showered with her. Just So how many kids does Joe have? We'll I don't get, know. We'll get back to the showering thing. Like, he's got... 
he had Hunter and another son who actually died in Iraq. How many kids? How many kids does Joe Biden have? Uh, I'm saying three. It'll be like 14. I'll be like, what? <laughs> I think it's three. Four children from two marriages. Four. Though tragically, only two are still alive today. Interesting. Interesting. So the one son died in in, in Afghanistan or Iraq. And then Hunter married the dude's wife that died and then cheated on her with a stripper and knocked the stripper up. Like that's not, that, that's not a story that, that legitimately happened. And then this Ashley chick, supposedly she was in rehab because that's what Biden's do, I guess. <laughs> yeah. They're pretty good at the rehab thing. So she left this diary in this, in this rehab place. And then, uh, and this was years ago. And just recently it was authenticated and said, yes, this is actually legit. Well, she talked about her dad, Joe Biden, jumping in the shower with her when she was a child, when she was younger. Like into, into her teen years, I think. It may have, I've seen anyways. Like, that's, like, we'll say that that's okay until you're like four, five. Oh, shit. You know, six, max. Into your teen years, like, so this is, this, dude, the president's a pedophile. Everybody already knew this. Everybody knew this. You seen the way ever he sniffs everybody's hair. This is not this is not a shock. This sniffs children's hair. You know, um but the 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 way that the media and social media is suppressing this, like it doesn't 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 surprise me in the least bit, but oh my gosh. Can you imagine if any of this news was of of the Trump family? Oh, he would be impeached 3 times over already. At least, at least, and he'd be in he'd be in prison for pedophilia and all this other shit. Yeah, it's just it's it's. I'm surprised surprised they haven't thrown a couple couple things like that in there from the Mar-a-Lago raid. Yeah, something connecting him to Epstein or something. No, they wouldn't do that. I guess they don't want to bring Epstein up again. Because <laughs> I'm sure Biden's implicated in that too. He's, Probably. I guarantee that fucker was on that dude's island three or four times. Guarantee it. He probably used some clever alias like Bo Jiden or something <laughs> oh, like <yeah>. that. <laughs> oh, you clever guy, Joe. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I don't know. It's just, it's it's frustrating. It's frustrating to see, like, when you actually see behind the curtains of, of what is going on and it's it's mostly it's more frustrating cuz they don't give you an answer one way or the other. They just push it under the rug and hope people forget about it. Right. Like isn't that that makes people like me and you more skeptical. Like uh <laughs> I think that makes Can't you come up with like a good explanation for this or something? Right. But no, they're like yeah, just Hope you forget about it. Or Epstein's client list. They've yeah. not given one no. single reason why that can't be released. Like, be, the only reason it's not released is because it would destroy the government. I honestly feel like, I truly 100% believe that if that would that was released, the government would topple. I guarantee everyone, on, a large majority on there is in power. That would really shake up the world, yeah. That I it, I would bet you that that single piece of information is one of the most powerful pieces of information in the entire world right now. Don't you don't you think? Like, cause I mean, dude, it's. I wonder if it even exists anymore. If someone destroyed oh, it. Oh no! Somebody's got it. Somebody's got it in their back pocket. I'd bet a lot of money on yeah, that. Yeah, you're right. It's worth too, it's worth too much money. Yeah. That I get it. Yeah, a lot of those copies have been destroyed, but somebody ain't no fool. Somebody's got that in their back pocket. Somebody with a lot of money. Whatever happened with to Julian Assange? Is he, is he like in prison or is he still in he's still uh 
Didn't he get ex- seek asylum in some place? He was in Equ- Ecuador, but I'm pretty sure he finally got uh, um, he finally got shipped back to the U.S. I thought. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't know. heard anything about from him for years. He was he was pretty big time for a while there. With all the shit that he leaked out. Yeah, yeah, and of course all the shit they're charging him with. You, how dare you? How dare you reveal our secrets? Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Shut up. Oh my goodness, that's just. Uh, but he's putting the government at risk. No, he's putting you at risk for being a shitbag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no joke, no joke. Well, box, what time? What time you suppose it is? How long we've we been rocking? Exactly eight thirty. Oh, so we're just over just over an hour. Um, why don't we Why don't we end on an interesting note? A good note. Fine Something. by me. You want to take another shot, Dan? <laughs> oh, no, no. No, no, I do not. Thank you. Pussy. Yeah, a little bit. Um, I ran across this um, interesting tidbit about- Oh, you have more. I thought you were ending the episode. I'm, I'm oh. fixing on it right here, right shortly. Uh, Navy, pedal, Navy Petty Officer First Class Charles Jackson French. That that little meme that I posted in the in the group, and I looked up. I did uh, Wikipedia. Don't say a whole lot about him either. Um, but they were in. Um, he was a Navy officer, 1942. the The ship that he was on was uh, in a battle with Japanese forces, and it was heavily damaged. And there was uh, 15 um, of his. What do you call them? Navy mates, seamen, seamen? Uh, wounded. Seamen on uh, on our that just sounds horrible. wounded seamen. I'm gonna call them navy. <laughs> You've men. got some wounded seamen. I'm gonna call them navy men because that just seems more respectful. Uh, there was there was 15 of them on a on a raft, and the Japanese navy was actively shelling them. You know, so they had to kind of get out of there. This dude, he freaking strapped a he he tied a rope around his waist. And swam for it says six to eight hours through shark infested waters, uh, tr- just to get these just to get these these sailors uh, sailors. That's the correct word. Box. <laughs> seamen. We're smart. <laughs> Took me two minutes. I mean, to seamen that. is still correct. Yeah, technically. They call themselves seamen. Technically, I don't know why they should really change that. Yeah, but like. This was after the USS Gregory was hit, the ship that he was on. And actually, and this was, he was in the Navy before, and then Pearl Harbor happened, um, and he was retired at that point. And then he went and uh, went and re-enlisted um, after World War II started. And then this, this particular, this, this thing happened. Um, but talk about a certifiable badass. He looks like... Uh, Maybe that is a picture of. I don't know if that's actually Cuba Gooding Jr., but or <laughs> the, or a picture of sl- him. The thing in Slack. That you, yeah. I don't know, but uh, no, that's definitely not Cuba Gooding Jr., man. All right. Well, either way, he's he's a black fellow, certifiable freaking badass man. Like, can you imagine? You're you're pulling a raft with fifteen wounded sailors on it. For six hours, six no hours, less. and you're like, oh boy, I hope that shark over there don't. <laughs> I swim for like 15 minutes, and I'm like, oh my god, kill me. 15 minutes, maybe five. <laughs> if I, I'm gonna die, I can swim for 15 minutes. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But also of note, most of those wounded people, like they were in a like a battle, they would be wounded by like you know blood. There would be bloody, you know. Yeah. Hey guys, try to keep all the blood in the raft. Quit please. bleeding, you assholes. <laughs> because if any sharks smell it, I'm friggin' toast. Uh so anyways, today's certified badass of the week. Uh Charles Jackson French. He's of Omaha, Nebraska, actually. Hmm. So I thought I just thought that was an interesting, interesting story that we could end the podcast on. What a lad. Hell yeah. Well, guys, it's been a fun one. Thanks for thanks for hanging out. Make sure you check out our uh, our sponsors, Ballistic Imagery at BallisticImagery.com, as well as Shyworks at Shyworks.com. They're both on Facebook as well. Shyworks is on, is on the Twitters. Um, if you enjoy what we do, 
can support the podcast over at our subscribe star. Just go over there and search Life Short Live Free and you can get all sorts of all sorts of goodies for, for helping support the show. So anyways guys, that's uh, pretty much all we got. Fox got anything to anything to add? Yeah, to fund the ATF. And uh, we kill the NFA. So we talk to you next time guys. Remember life short live free. God bless. God bless the United States of America. Grow food, become ungovernable.